You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Hillary Clinton, and this is You and Me Both. Well, today's guest truly needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway. Barbara Streisand is a singer, actor, film director, producer, writer, activist, you name it. Her list of accomplishments spans seven decades and every facet of the entertainment industry. But the short version is that she is just one of a handful of people to have won one or more Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards. Now, some people revere Barbara for what she does with her amazing singing voice. She is, after all, one of the best-selling recording artists of all time. Others love her for her iconic performances on stage and screen, from Funny Girl to A Star is Born to Yentl, you name it. And it is not just that she's acting, but she became a director as well. None of this was preordained. As a young teenager from Brooklyn, going into Manhattan in the early 1960s, performing in New York City nightclubs, she had no connections or any formal training. She was just a hungry kid from Flatbush who knew what she wanted and was determined to go out there and get it. You know, some early critics made negative comments about her quote-unquote unconventional looks. A few talent hunters even told her to fix her nose. <laughs> Thankfully, she ignored them. But no one could deny her talent. I've known Barbara since the early 1990s. We've supported a lot of the same political causes, including my husband's campaigns for president. Now I feel like I know her even better after reading My Name is Barbara, her brand new, expansive, and very entertaining memoir. I was delighted she agreed to come on the podcast to talk with me about it. Hey, Barbara, can you hear me? Uh, 
Hillary, I can hear you. Hillary, I can hear you. (laughs) Oh, I am so, so happy to be doing this with you. But I have to tell you, I have a big bone to pick. Uh I am so sleep deprived from reading this amazing, (laughs) incredible memoir. Oh, I am. I, I literally I could not sleep. I kept saying to myself, okay. Just half a chapter more. I'll get to right. one of the page right. breaks. Right. And then I'd get to the page break and I would keep going. It is phenomenal. Oh, I'm so that is such a compliment coming from you, Hillary. It is so personal, so honest, so self-reflective. Wow. I could just gush this whole podcast. That's oh, all. Oh, do we it, need. do it, please. <laughs> It was worth the wait, my friend. You've been working on this for I don't know how long. Ten years, ten years. And, you know, I love the way that you open the book by (laughs) talking about the nicknames and the descriptions of you and the press early in your career. It gave me a good idea about how to open my next book. Oh, really? Good. (laughs) Do these kinds of criticisms still bother you at all? Well, now now I don't read them. You know what I mean? No, I can't. I can't because I guess I used to early in my career. And I thought, but that's not true. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Why did they, you know, so it's better not to read anything about yourself. I have found that after many years. You know, I also was very touched by your dedication. Uh, You dedicated your book to the father I never knew and the mother that I did. When I was reading about those early years, because you lost your father when you were only 15 months old, mm-hmm. you have a scene where you you used to go up to the window to wait for him to come home. Do you remember that? I know my mother told me that story, so I know it's true. His absence was so profound to you. Mm-hmm. I guess it's so primal, and we know so much as infants, don't you think? Mm -hmm. We feel things, even though we can't, you know, speak the words. Parents cast such big shadows over our lives, Mm -hmm. and you are very honest about the difficult relationship you had with your mom. It wasn't simple, was it? No, no, because I, I couldn't fathom that a mother could actually be jealous of her own daughter. I mean, you you must have been, not the word touched, I don't mean to give myself a compliment, but uh, my relationship with Virginia, your mother-in-law, oh. how about that? Well, <laughs> I can barely talk about it. I know, it. Yeah. I know. Uh, and for everyone listening, Barbara met Bill's mother, Virginia, at the Arkansas inaugural ball back in... January of 1993, Mm -hmm. and you'd been such a a great supporter of Bill's campaign, and it was so wonderful getting to know you starting in 1992. Yeah, But there was something magic about the connection that you and Virginia made. Well, when he said from the stage, go with my mom, and Virginia took my hand. I think we were both on the stage at the time, Mm -hmm. and it was like... All of a sudden, it felt like family because we had so much invested in his becoming president, changing the the country, you know. So walking that night, and Richard Baskin and I, who are still friends, took that picture from the back. I love pictures from the back. 
You know, you don't have to see people's faces to get the emotion and the feeling of connection from a photograph. That's you know, right. I mean, it's it's quite extraordinary. The way you talk about Virginia and your relationship mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the book was uh, really moving. And the last public event that she did in her whole life mm-hmm. was to go see you in your appearance in Las Vegas. <laughs> and she died shortly after that. And neither Bill nor I nor <sighs> anyone who knew her could have been happier for her that she got to see you return <laughs> to, the to the stage. stage. Can like you that? imagine? <laughs> I mean, I remember talking to her on the phone and I was telling her in May for something that was going to happen at Christmas. Can you imagine? <laughs> New Year's Eve, actually. And I was telling her that I decided to sing again after 20 some years. And she said, Well, I have to be there. And I said, oh, my God, would you really, you know, schlep all the way across the country (laughs) to see me? And she said, of course. And I said, well, I'll be singing on a Friday or Saturday and Saturday night. So which night do you want to come? And she said, well, aren't you singing both nights? I said, (laughs) yeah. And she said, well, I want to be there both nights, you know. (laughs) In the past, my mother, well, even that Last time I sang, you know, the first time after 20-some years, my mother didn't come to my opening night because she was out with girlfriends, she said, and she came the second night. And that's when I put a picture of Virginia and my mother. I was the cheese in the middle. That's right. The picture is very telling, you know. Virginia and I are holding hands, but my mother's hand does not clasp mine. I, I... I don't know what to say after that. I noticed that when I got to the section of pictures in the book, yeah. uh, I, I noticed exactly what you're describing. But I want to go back to your earlier days mm-hmm. because, you know, the story you tell about moving out on your own, I think, what were you, 16? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leaving Brooklyn, going to Manhattan, yeah. uh, supporting yourself with a Variety of odd jobs. Clerk. Uh, I was a clerk licking envelopes. (laughs) I mean, you really started your career very young. Yeah. But no matter what was going on inside of you, and you write about some of your feelings, you presented yourself as self-assured, I like to say gutsy. Just describe for us how... You made the decision, number one, to leave Brooklyn, get to Manhattan. You always knew you wanted to be an actor. Exactly. I I mean, you have great reflective scenes where you're saying to yourself, well, when I'm a famous actor, when you were like 13 years old, when I'm an actor, I'm going to do this. I mean, you always had that feeling about yourself. Where did that come from? You know, that's the mystical side of life, I think. I remember I told a story in my my book, That's when I got an apartment next to my acting school. I was 16. I had turned 16. I graduated, actually, when I was just 15. But um, I was standing in my doorway, that story, that Mm -hmm. I didn't like to make my bed. (laughs) I couldn't comprehend certain things. Like today, I can't comprehend phones. (laughs) I really can't. I'm constantly asking my husband who's next to me in the bed, you know, 
uh, how do you do this? I mean, why does this arrow disappear? How come I can't figure? I cannot. Um, I'm smart about certain things, but but not about phones. Anyway, I was reading a book because I liked Ibsen mm. as a playwright, and so I mm -hmm. bought a book called The Quintessence of Ibsenism, which I thought was going to describe his plays because they were great parts as an actress, you know, for me. And at one point, I thought I read Thoughts Transcend Matter. Mm-hmm. By the way, looking for that later on, I could never find it in the book. So I don't know where that came from. But I believed in the power of thought and how it can create reality. And I remember as if it were today, you know, I remember standing in that doorway, looking at the bed, which the room was so small, you could, you know, only find a small bed and no end table or anything like that. And I thought to myself, I have to get famous in order to get somebody else to make my bed. <laughs> I love that. Do you know what I mean? In other words— I do know what you mean. You thought your life. Yeah. And you invented it. Yeah. You know, you made your Broadway debut when you were 19. You leave Brooklyn. You're 15, 16. You're young. You don't know how to make a bed. You go to Manhattan. Right. And you're in, I can get it for you wholesale. Yeah. And then just two years later, you're starring as Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl. And that role was iconic. It lives in history. Um, did you sense the cultural impact that role would have when you were playing it? No. Yeah. No, but... Julie Stein, who had written Gypsy, mm -hmm. this was before he even wrote Funny Girl, invited wow. me to his apartment with Alan and Marilyn Bergman. Ah, the wonderful songwriting duo and such an amazing couple. Yeah, and who ended up being my, you know, my family. Mm -hmm. They played something for me that they thought I might be interested in, a, a new Broadway show. and. That's when I didn't realize Julie Stein was a big gambler. I just wondered, how do you live on Park Avenue and you only have a card table in the living room? You know, I thought, that's interesting. Can I ask for a sandwich in between shows if I can get it for your wholesale? So um, I remember Maggie, his wife, gave me something I love, like white, soft white bread with some chicken in it, you know, and Ooh. mayo, a little mustard, perhaps. But... They played the score for me, and I said, you know, this is not anything that's right for me. And Marilyn tells me this story. She said, you know, and then you went on to describe what you wanted to do next, what you wanted to do in the theater, what kind of mm -hmm. role. I wanted a dramatic story, a story where I could stretch myself, you know, uh, play her as some person young and then older. And it had to be a story that I could really relate to and feel like I was using my acting capacity, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, in retrospect, she said, you described Funny Girl before I had ever heard of it. Well, there's another thought that's another, transcends matter. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> Just two years after Barbara conjured up that perfect role for herself in her mind, 
She would be playing the role of comedian and actress Fanny Bryce in the hit Broadway musical, Funny Girl. Critics and theater goers were blown away by her performance. Since she was appearing on all the talk shows and showing up on the covers of all the big magazines and getting fan mail from admirers like Henry Fonda and Frank Sinatra, you'd think she had arrived. But no, Barbara was just getting started. Next up, we talk about her introduction to the big screen. That's right after the break, so please stay with us. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A big part of Barbara's book is about being in and creating movies. To understand the allure they had for her, we have to go back to when she was about 13 years old, living in a small apartment with her mother and her very difficult stepfather. She talks about those days so vividly. I used to eat over a pot, you know, in this little kitchen from the projects. I mean, they were tiny little kitchens. Yes. Oh, God, what would you say? I mean, I thought it was normal at the time till I saw other people and how they lived and how they sit down at dinner. I was like a, like a wild animal in a way, very primitive, you know. I just wasn't taught manners or anything. Donna Karen and I talk about how we both sat with our knees up, one knee sitting at a dining room table. 
But you, you were also at this time living with an emotionally abusive stepfather. Exactly. Who who never saw me, never spoke to me, really, literally, never asked a question like, how is school? Or um, mm. how are you doing? Or anything. Yeah. So I never felt seen. I think that that was my motive. Mm-hmm. I think that when I saw movies, when I first saw Marlon Brando when I was 13, and we didn't know in those days, you know, that there were times for movies, so I would come in the middle of movies because <laughs> I didn't realize they started a certain time. And I saw Marlon Brando, and he just knocked me for a loop. Oh, well, he was so beautiful. He oh, was He was incredibly beautiful, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, drop-dead gorgeous with his strange nose kind of to the side and a bump. I loved his bump. Uh, the sound of his voice. Yeah, and his, his just his... Uh, Whatever you call that, that charisma that he had. It is charisma. And his honesty, you know, and that's why Mm -hmm. I think we became friends. Not that I'm saying that about myself, but that's what drew me to him. But you should say that about yourself because that comes across in the book. I mean, I'll say it for you. You come across as as being really honest. I mean, in in a way that is unusual for anyone, but especially a young woman. Uh, just starting out, the questions you asked, the observations you made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the book, you talk about the attitude of the so-called boys club, uh, Mm -hmm. first working on Broadway, then in films, even during a television interview with Mike Wallace. You know, there's so much to the challenge of navigating men's egos and Mm -hmm. expectations. How would you describe how you did that? Unfortunately, it still is a reality in the lives of so many, uh, you know, women trying to navigate careers. That's what's so pathetic. I mean, we've come a long way, but we haven't really attained that equality yet, have we? No. I mean, it's still you're a woman wanting to direct. Isn't that interesting that you're asking me that? How did that come about? I just had visions, actually, in my head. I could imagine certain things that I had to fulfill. I wasn't afraid of losing the job. I wasn't afraid of that. I thought, okay, this person turned me down now and I'll become a hat designer, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I'll do something else. I'll paint, I'll, I'll design clothes, whatever. So I wasn't afraid to lose, you know, to not get what I want the first time around. You know, through your career... You have paved the way for other women. You've produced films that mm-hmm. you know wrestle with questions of women's choices and rights, and you helped to set up a higher standard of pay, authority for women. Thank because you. you know, not to put too fine a point on it, you are still one of the only women ever to write, direct, produce, and star mm-hmm. in a major motion picture, and and you have done that you know, with three successful films. So your honesty, which some people can be upset about, especially Mm -hmm, men, mm -hmm. really kind of cleared the decks for you to keep moving, even when you met disappointment or Mm -hmm. rejection. It's just that I was never taught manners, in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just come to the point, I'm blunt about it. Also, when you have a vision of something, let's say a movie, 
or an album or something like that. I think it has to be a singular vision. In other words, doing a movie, yeah, that's why it was so hard to get Yentl made 15 years, mm. because it was like, you want to direct, you want to write, you want to do this, and the same time, well, how can you do that? Well, there were men doing that. There certainly were. You know, and so what does it have to do with my gender? I think you really have to have an overall vision. What does it look like? How to tell the story? You know, what do the shots look like? I mean, how does the camera move? How do you tell the story of each person? How do you limit the movement? You know what I mean? There's so many things that interest me beside acting, put it that way. To me, it's, um, that's the easy job. But, but the vision comes across in the book. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there are two parallel stories. I mean, the story of your life, you know, mm -hmm. but also then you spend a really considerable amount of time sort of explaining the movies you were in and the questions you had. I mean, obviously with Yentl, the, you know, the fact that you were writing it, acting in it and directing it gives the reader such a front row seat in how movies are made. I found talking about the process more interesting than talking about myself. Put it that mm -hmm. way. I never watch my movies once I finish them. I'm not like Ronald Reagan who used to sit and watch his movies, I was told. <laughs> but no, I can't. I can't listen to my music. I can't listen to my albums. Oh I, my gosh, you're kidding. So you no, don't watch your movies no. and you don't listen to no, your singing. No, I, I can't. I mean, after I finished the book, I couldn't read it. Mm. Working mm. on it for 10 years, I thought when I finished, you know, the epilogue and trying to design the cover and the, because again, it's like making a movie to me. I have to design the cover. That's my way of doing, you know, being in control in a sense. Yeah. But you know, I mean, when somebody says that a woman has to be in control, I always roll my eyes because, you know, somebody who's making big bets, who's taking big risks mm -hmm. like you have mm -hmm. with your career mm -hmm. and your life going all the way back. I mean, yeah, you do want to be in control to the extent any human being is ever in control. That's right. And anybody who reads this book will see that you are so much more right than not in the decisions you're making and in the you know, direction you want to go. And of course, as someone who uh, knows you and cares about you, the best decision was marrying James Brolin, Jim Brolin. I mean... <laughs> I love the way you get to that. I I mean, I'm waiting for it. I'm reading. It's 3.40 in the morning. Come on. Come on. Let's get moving. We've gone through your very, you know, your very sweet first marriage with Elliot Gould, who we all like and love seeing. And, and then, you know, there are a couple of other interesting men that kind of yeah. go in and out of your life. I can't talk about them. See, you know, my editor was wonderful. <laughs> she kept saying, I, I can't tell that. I can't say that. No, no, you have to do, you have to let people in somewhat to your <laughs> intimate life. But I can't even read it or talk. I can't mention names even. I'm so still a little embarrassed by it. You well, know that's I mean? why I've skipped everybody from Elliot to Jim. Okay, okay, good. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm not asking you about anybody in between. People are going to have to read the book. Go out and buy the book. 
Barbara did share with me the story of how she met James Brolin, her husband of 25 years, and that's coming up right after the break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. By now, you know that Barbara believes that there's no such thing as a coincidence. Things happen for a reason. The story of how and when Jim came into her life is no different. And a quick note, you'll hear her mention someone named Renata. That's Renata who's been her personal assistant for many years. He appeared while I was editing Star, was it? No, A Mirror Has Two Faces where I took that job and that film because for once, myself as an actress, playing roles like Funny Girl and uh, The Way We Were, we don't get the men at the end. No, that's true. And I thought to myself, self, maybe I should take this role. It's like life imitates art, in a sense. He shows up, and I leave my editors while I'm editing. I had two sections of editors, a a daytime one and a nighttime. I had no man in my life. I had room for two sets of editors, you know, with a meal in between. I said, because my friend had set me up with Jim on a blind date, I told Renata, who drove me into town, just wait, you know, it'll take me like an hour, an hour and a half, and I'm going back to work. (laughs) And when I met him, I had become used to working with men, directing men. When you direct men, it's like they're your children. 
I'm comfortable touching their hair. Normally in real life, I would never do that to a man I was meeting. Too shy, you know? But I ran my hands through his hair and said, who fucked up your hair? Excuse me, are you, <laughs> do you, are you allowed to say that on your show? I, I, well, you we're going to do our it? best because it's in the book. I read it. <laughs> That's true. I said to my editor, make it F dash dash K. And she said, absolutely not. You know, you're, you, people say these words now. Oh. But just again, for, for people who are going to read it, it's because he had a buzz cut or, you know, his hair That's was right. really short. Well, in my new edition with the Kindle, I no, I, I'm saying this wrong. I get them mixed up. I don't know if it's an ebook. I, I guess it's that because I put in new pictures uh -huh. that are not in the main book because they pulled the book away from me. I couldn't do the last minute, you know, <laughs> editing. So one of those things, I think it's called the ebook. But I remember you saying to me, "He's so handsome." He is. And he's so nice, and he's so I yeah, don't know, he, kind and yeah. funny. I mean, he's the whole yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, and he said to me, I'm taking you home. And I had to call Renata and say, go home, turn on the lights. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's going to drive me home. I mean, it changed my life. But that's the reason I said that about who fucked up your, sorry, who F dash dash K you know, screwed up your screwed up your hair, <laughs> because now in the ebook, if it, that's what it is, I have a picture of him as he looked. This is the person I thought I was meeting. You know, with dark, wavy hair and a dark beard, mm -hmm. and and then I put the picture of what he looked like, and I said, <laughs> you know, what happened to him? You know, we've gone way over our time, so I, I have to close. But, yeah. I, you know, your your life really does have a fairy tale quality to it. And uh, you've broken so many barriers in your oh, lifetime. You've so achieved sweet. so many pioneering uh, accomplishments. Is there anything else you still dream of doing that you haven't done yet? I actually like the end of the book. I say I really look forward to not having anything special to do, mm -hmm. meaning just getting in the truck with him and what we used to do early on, you know, just looking at the world. It's almost as if I'm still a child in a way, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like I have so much, and you know what I'm talking about when I say such pleasure for my grandchildren. Mm. I mean... Looking at the world through their eyes, and uh, one of my granddaughters wants to sing. Oh. So don't tell her, but I'm preparing. Her birthday is coming up soon. She's going to be five. So I'm giving her, first of all, well, beside what I give her, me singing, I'm five, I'm five, I'm a big girl now, I'm five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but she wants to be a singer, can you imagine? She was taken to the Taylor Swift. Her parents took her to the Taylor Swift concert. You know, I mean, she just loves music, and she can carry a tune. Well, she can carry I don't know. We're going to keep an eye on her. I know. I know. I'll let you know when her first concert comes. Oh, my friend. Thank you for writing this amazing book. I'm so appreciative of the fact that you liked it. Thank you. Barbara's new memoir is called My Name is Barbara, and it's available in bookstores now. And of course, it's also online. 
So get a copy before it sells out. And I guarantee that you, like me, won't be able to put it down. You and Me Both is brought to you by iHeart Podcasts. We're produced by Julie Subrin, Kathleen Russo, and Rob Russo, with help from Huma Abedin, Oscar Flores, Lindsay Hoffman, Sarah Horowitz, Laura Olin, Lona Valmoro, and Lily Weber. Our engineer is Zach McNeese, and the original music is by Forrest Gray. If you like You and Me Both, tell someone else about it. And if you're not already a subscriber, what are you waiting for? You can subscribe to You and Me Both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.